You are listening to It's Midnight Somewhere with DJs Mistress McCutcheon and The Wasteland. It's midnight somewhere. It's midnight. It's midnight Hi, this is Mistress McCutcheon coming to you from downtown Toronto. And of course, I'm accompanied by my very salty DJ partner in crime, The Wasteland. Who I figured out that due to living underground and the amount of pizza I eat, I'm probably two thirds of the way to being a Ninja Turtle. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I miss the 80s. Oh, well, we'll we'll bitch about that later. We will bitch about that later. (laughs) So today's episode, we wanted to do a music episode because we are a music podcast and we kind of meander in our topics from here and there. And we actually decided to do an album swap. We picked a couple albums, uh, gave them a listen, and now we're here to share our thoughts. Where would you like to get started? That's a, you know where I want to get started? Interesting enough, I want to, I want to hear from you. Why you pick the albums you pick, like what you were looking for. Is it just stuff you're obsessed with or artists you think need more exposure? Uh, I'd have to say it's a little of column A and a little of column B. Uh, because I, we specialize in investigating new music. but when we, And when we spin, we play new music as well as gems that are lesser known, more obscure, and we want to be able to mix those two up. And I think in picking albums to talk about on the podcast, I wanted to select things that I'm really drawn to, stuff that's new, and stuff that I'm obsessed with. What about you? That's kind of the same without repeating artists. Um, I I did almost repeat an artist or two, and I was like, nope, we talked about them. Nope, we talked about them. And it's it's more of, we, we don't we haven't done as many of these album swap episodes, so I wanted to try to move the focus to either new things that were coming out that were exciting to me or new artists that were exciting to me. And I, I kind of hit both. Nice. So back to my original question, where do you want to start? <laughs> oh, um, why don't we start with Poose Mary? Because that was probably the most interesting of your picks. Oh, Okay. Because it, because it, it caught me off guard. Like it was the one I listened to last, so I listened to the other two, which we'll get to. And uh, they they were very standard Laura picks, solid. But but I knew what I was getting. And then I turned this one on. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're going to talk about Poose Mary, and the album is called The Drought. Now this isn't a new new album uh, because it came out October fifth of twenty eighteen. But I'm kind of obsessed with this album. Uh, the The whole draw for me was there's this folk horror documentary available on Shutter, and it's a three hour long thing, and it'll make you want to investigate all the movies that they talk about, and it's fantastic. Uh, but what was really interesting was this soundtrack caught my ear, and I thought oh my God, this is really good. Why does this sound so familiar? And then I, by the time we got to the credits, I was rolling through and I was like, okay, that's it. I got to investigate this. And I found Puce Mary on Bandcamp and uh, she's a a Danish artist who uh, makes experimental noise. And I got really obsessed with this album because there's several tracks on this album that are featured in that horror documentary. And uh, yeah, I just, 
this is definitely mood, but uh, but I'm really I'm really enjoying this album. We were laughing about it because yeah, I'm a I'm a goth rock death rock kind of kind of person, and I I'm not really into noise until I am. Apparently, it, I guess it just takes the the right things because I've certainly investigated uh, other noisy noisy bands, noisy projects. And I think it's just maybe I'm I'm extra picky and I'm also really open to hearing new things. And sometimes music just strikes something within you and sometimes it doesn't. But uh, this album is, uh, this I, I've enjoyed a lot from front to back. I did rather enjoy the album. Like I said, it just caught me off guard, but there was one thing I did notice and maybe, maybe it's the Danish connection. But uh, the the album had similar moments in mood and even a tone throughout the whole thing, like a noisier, angrier cousin of uh, Trent Moeller, who's also from Denmark. Oh, that's so, interesting. Yeah. So I don't know if one's influencing the other or if it's just like a um, local slash cultural musical thing going on there. But it, it was a really interesting way to listen to it because like i i really like trent moeller like a lot and um to to hear it in that vein it was it was it was like a different version side of the coin it was another side of the coin that's what i'm trying to say okay so what track do we want to drop in here for our listeners the track that really caught my attention was uh to possess is to control it really that's where i kind of got made that trent moeller connection and it's got a lot going on in it
So if we're going to talk about one of your picks, uh, let's talk about Author and Punisher. So this album, Kruller, it's funny to me because the album name translates as Cracker in German. (laughs) This album came out on February 11th of this year, and boy, it is sludgy. If the words industrial metal and sludge are your bag, this is definitely for you. It's like one man doom metal band. (laughs) For me, it was definitely a departure from his earlier work. It's a lot slower. It's a lot calmer. It's a lot more melodic, even. Um, And that might be as a result of touring with and then collaborating with members of Tool. But I'm not sure. Maybe it's just a natural uh, growth or maturity of the music. But it still has that same intensity of earlier Author and Punisher offerings. Yeah, and that makes sense, because at one point, I, I think I was listening to this going, am I listening to Tool? And yeah, it makes sense, because Danny Carey and Justin Chancellor contributed to the tracks on this album. Yeah, it's um, the album's definitely a journey, and even some of the tracks are like like a full on, they have that, that start to finish storytelling, even in, in the tone of the music and the progression of it, that, that a lot of Tool has yeah. uh, for me. Um, you could say what you want about them. A lot of people uh, don't like them because they're like, you know, the new version of prog rock, but uh, they are well-crafted songs. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. For me, the, the track I would like to feature that really stood out is Blacksmith. There's almost this feel of drum and bass influence in there too, but that was the, the, uh, a big highlight for me on this album.
So the next one I would like to talk about from one of your picks is Nick's Division. This is, you know, your your goth rock staple. But I feel this is where genre will hurt a band like this because insisting they're goth rock when this is like a solid rock album. This really brought to mind feelings of the cult. Like they're kind of dark, kind of gothy, but kind of just a solid rock band. And there was just a lot, you know, it's just well-crafted music that I hate terms like goth rock or whatever, because it just kind of holds bands like this down at a certain point. And I see a lot of potential in this band. I don't know how many releases they have to date, but um, it really has a lot of potential. And I really think people should check this out, regardless of what type of music they like. If you like rock music, check it out. Nice. Yeah, the album's called Dark Star. It was released on March 4th of this year. And Nick's Division is a band based out of Portland, Oregon. And what really struck me was the vocalist, uh, Monet, is also the vocalist from Trance to the Moon, which Trance to the Moon is a new incarnation of a band that I've known from the 90s called Trance to the Sun. So uh, I thought that was really interesting to hear a shift in in style, because if you know anything about Trance of the Sun or Trance of the Moon, it's it's goth, but it's not it's not like this. This is definitely a solid rock album. The comparison to the cult is super accurate. Um, but yeah, you can hear those other influences of like post punk and, and that darker feel to it. But uh, yeah, this album is fantastic. So the track that caught my real attention and, and made that connection to the cult for me is uh, apparently also their first single I just found out by talking to Laura two seconds ago, and that's called <laughs> Orchid Rain. So let's drop that in here and you guys can see here for yourself.
Next up, let's talk about Kotakira. So the album is called The Netherworld Beckons. This was released on November 19th of just last year, and they're based out of Seattle. Now, what's funny to me is I looked on their Bandcamp page, and there's an awful lot of labels on that page. They're kind of sort of got this witchy occult thing going on. That's a big theme for them. But in in listening to this album, yeah, there's there's definitely elements of witch house and dubstep. Um, it feels like it gets more dubstepy in the second half of this album. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Cause I, I think dubstep, just like just like how we've had conversations about agrotech and you're like, agrotech has had its time and now that's over. Like, can we please move on? I feel that way about dubstep because especially as someone who's been a uh, a fusion belly dancer. Like belly dancers have done to death dubstep songs like for fusion and and I'm over it like it's it's over like we need to keep moving forward it just and, and listening to dubstep these days feels a little dated because you're like oh yeah that's so like that's so uh late late 2000s or early 2000 teens so it, it, it's kind of weird but in listening to this and hearing that that wub 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 dubstepy element it actually works here, which I'm like, I'm okay with this. This is okay. But it's it's an odd album because it, it's it's labeled as a lot of different genres, but I, I think it's just something you need to listen to with an open mind and make your own call on it. So The Netherworld Beckons is out from Remission Entertainment, and Remission really gives their artists a lot of free range to do or seems to give them a lot of free range to do what they want. And they have a lot of witch house acts. They have a lot of, you know, um, interesting things. Then they're pulling in all kinds of different stuff. And in this album, for me, it has your standard like EBM dancers that you can play in a club at a goth club. And then, as you said, it's got some of the more stuff with the halftime dubstep influence, which is, you know, it, it, melds together it doesn't overdo any of them for me it and it does them to the point where it's like you think you're about to have enough and then they pull it back and <laughs> they they do leave you wanting a bit more of that sound by the end of the album and that was one of the things that i really liked about it so what would you like to feature on our podcast today i think we should give the listeners moon dancer
Okay, so the final and not to say least of your uh, offerings for this particular episode was duct tape, and the album's called Ruh. Ruh. Yeah. Ruh. Look, they're from they're they're Turkish, and I don't uh, I speak two languages, English and bad English, so I'm not going to pronounce it correctly. It's probably said in a different way, and that's fine. I don't mind listening to music in other languages. I don't know what they're saying, but you can usually get a lot of the tone from um, the delivery and the music going on around it. And sometimes that's all you need because music for me is very much about what you're feeling when you're listening to it. If you notice. For these episodes, I concentrate a lot on, you know, how I feel when I'm listening to things. And this is a good dark wave, um, almost goth rocky, like they've got some of that post-punk bass line going on in there too. It's it's um, what Jason Corbett was saying, newer bands are kind of mashing together some of the older genres and coming up with their own sounds. And that's very much what this band is. And then, you know, they're singing in another language and it's fine. It's great. I, I love listening to it. I love that. And I have to agree that music has this universal appeal that lang- it, it transcends language because it, it does make you feel your feelings when you're listening to music. Um, Ra, I think that's how it's pronounced. It, it translates as soul uh, only because I, I recognize the word because she passed away also has a song called Ra. Uh, this album was released on January 14th of this year, and this is actually the second LP from this dark wave Turkish duo. I think fans of Cellophane will appreciate this album a lot. And they do have a video for their song, Never, that's up on YouTube if you want to take a look at that. But what song do you want to play for our listeners? I'm torn. I'm torn between giving them something easy and accessible in an English or just saying fuck it and pulling the song that I like the most, which was track three, which I'm not going to be able to pronounce. Kesik, K-E-S-I-K. So let's hear it.
All right. Last of your picks comes from Ivarden Sphere and it's Rage Maker. Now, this album was released on February 4th of this year, and this is some serious tribal industrial. I really enjoyed this album. Again, going with feel, there's something about, especially the more organic tribal, where they're using more percussion and less electronics, and that's definitely what this album is. It definitely stirs something within me. And the fact that he wrote this to be like as a soundtrack... That is the the style of of the album. It's not actually written as a soundtrack to anything, but it's like a pseudo soundtrack, much like Giallo Disco Records does. So some of the tracks are much shorter, some of them are much longer, and then at the end you get this like explanation of what the story was supposed to be, and it is just a fantastic album start to finish. Yeah, yeah, no, this is definitely one you want to listen to from front to back uh, because it does that ebb and flow and there's this really beautiful primal feel to it. Uh, The percussion is fantastic. Yeah, this is absolutely a really enjoyable listen. Now, what song would I want to play is the question. I put this album on for my troopmates at a at a rehearsal in the studio one night, and uh, I said, "Hey, this has got a really nice dark tribal feel to it." And they went, "Oh yeah, I could see dancing to this." And it's again, it's just that sort of primal cinematic feel to it um, that feels very old and very new at the same time, which is super cool. And and the the other thing to say about the percussion is, you know, Scott Fox is is uh he's First Nation, but he didn't just use that style of drumming. They they brought in taiko drums, they brought in you know, traditional drum sounds from all across the world for this album. And he said it goes all the way from that really old stuff all the way up to him at some point it's mixed in with him kicking a beer can. Or uh, or keg, rather. Beer keg. Which is, you know, percussion that goes all the way from the beginning of time to, you know, Robin Gristle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what what do you want to play? I think we should play The Shattering Queen, which is track five. That would five. be my pick. I would go with that. Nice.
All right, friends, that wraps up the albums that we wanted to talk about, but we absolutely felt the need to mention several compilations that are available with what's going on in Ukraine right now. It's crises like this that make it really hard. Like we're all feeling our feelings about this and it feels really easy to feel so helpless and not be able to really do anything. But being able to donate money uh, and giving support in, in financial ways is still a super important method to go. Uh, and it's really amazing to see a lot of different artists come together to create some some compilations and to be able to do some fundraising in order to uh, get money and get help to Ukraine. So there's a couple of things we wanted to talk about. Uh, the first one that I'll bring up is actually just a single. It's from Ashes Fallen, based out of California, who have a, a single called Stand Your Ground. And they've got two versions of it. They've got sort of like the the album version. And there is a remix from the Axiom Divide available. And again, all the funds are going to uh, help efforts in Ukraine. Other than that, if you're into the industrial techno sound, uh, Regression Records out of New York City has a compilation called Resist Compilation for Ukraine. Um, it has Maidon, Swarm Intelligence, uh, Blush Response, Velt, um, whole, it's 34 tracks for $15 US. It is totally worth it. And all proceeds are going to uh, Ukrainian relief funds. Another really interesting compilation that was actually initiated uh, by the folks behind Snow Beasts is the album For Peace Against War, Who Is Not, a compilation for the people of Ukraine. It's $12 American, and it is jam-packed loaded. There are, as I'm scrolling through, there are 199 tracks on here. And there is all sorts of amazing electronic uh, verging onto techno, uh, some ambient experimental stuff on here. This is a really fascinating compilation. And again, it's just 12 bucks. It was put out on March 15th, and uh, that's available up on Bandcamp. If you're also interested in investigating Ukrainian bands, because boy, there are plenty. A couple that uh, we could recommend that we mention, uh, there's Gentle Ropes, if you're on the goth rock side of things, uh, Morwan, which uh, his work is really interesting because he's combining sort of his uh, he's he's combining his cultures because he's Ukrainian and of Arabic uh, heritage. And the sound is a, is a really interesting one. And the album's fantastic. There's Power Plant, which are, is a Ukrainian band that's based in London, England. They're very like lo-fi po- post-punk sounding. And again, People of the Sun is fantastic. Uh, there's Shmerno, also on the goth rock side. And uh, there's a band that both of us have played at uh, Prophecy on our streams. And that would be Sexual Purity, which if you like Boy Harsher you'll want to give sexual purity a check. All right. I think that wraps it up for us this week. So you guys should know the drill. Like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your dog. Cat won't care. So don't. <laughs> Just don't. It's not worth it. You'll be wasting your time. Your dog will at least pretend to care. 
You can always drop us a line at Facebook at It's Midnight Somewhere Podcast. And you could drop us a line on Gmail at It's Midnight Somewhere Podcast at gmail.com. We've got buttons. We've got stickers. We've got, you know, your mom in a trunk. <laughs> and those are available on morbidoutlook.com slash sticker slash button. And we should probably make a page for slash your mom in a trunk. Just, just as a joke. Oh, dear I think Lord. that would be funny. What? I think that would be funny, actually. I think that would be funny. It's just a picture of, like, somebody in the trunk. Aw, <laughs> oh, your poor mom. Ah, uh, whatever. <laughs> We're also streaming every Friday night on Twitch. You can find us at twitch.tv slash prophecy underscore online. It'll either be The Wasteland or moi or both of us on the last Fridays of the month. And we are coming back live, live, live in person our next in-person gig is here in Toronto at the Cat on Q, and that's going to be on April 14th. It's the Thursday before Good Friday, so it'll be a good night to uh, come on out and, uh, and not have to work the next day. And, you know, we're open to bookings. If you want to book us to DJ, you want to talk about DJing, yeah, just reach out, give us a shout, let us know what's going on. We're up for shenanigans most times. You know, and, and you know, if you have an effect going on and you reach out to us, please stay in contact so we all know what's happening. Until next time. This podcast was almost called Just Be a Fucking Professional.